if you would please, John chapter 1. I'll have to read beginning in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Father, would you bless now the study of thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was reading and studying this whole chapter. Of course, this is one of my... I, I'll just love to read this chapter. But in studying you'll find John's brother James is now dead. Peter, the leading apostle to the Jews, is dead. Paul... The apostle to the Gentiles is dead. Thomas, Andrew, Philip, Nathaniel. In fact, all the apostles except one is dead. Only one old lonely man, the first and last of the apostles to the church named John, is yet alive. In his days, the Son of God is declared to be the Son of Man. Jesus had been born in Bethlehem, baptized in Jordan, tempted and proved sinless in the wilderness. Jesus had healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, made the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the lame to walk, turned water into wine, walked on water, fed the 5,000 with a handful. Jesus had taught God's truth with authority. Jesus was love incarnate. God manifested in flesh. Jesus had been betrayed, falsely accused, manhandled, mauled, crucified. Jesus had been buried and risen again. Jesus had ascended into heaven. And John had eyewitnessed all of this. And I was reading all that, thinking about it today. John knew the truth about Jesus as no other person on earth at that time. And then... uh, John's writings, great changes had taken place during this time. Number one, the terrible Jewish war with Rome had brought the end of Jerusalem as the Jewish capital. The burning of the temple and the beginning of another long exile for the Jews. All this heralded in a new dispensation. On earth a new thing had arisen. The Christian church. The church had been born at Pentecost and John had been there and had seen the resurrected Christ. John had seen the church grow from 120 in the upper room to 3,000 in a single day. So what all this is about, no man knew that story better than John. Now Matthew was primarily written for the Jews Mark was primarily written for the Romans. Luke was primarily written for the Greeks. Yet someone was needed to write to the church. And only John was left alive. He had the knowledge, the experience, the apostleship to write the epistle, the gospel according to John. John 20 verse 31 says, Written that he might believe that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, 
and that believing you might have life through his name. That's the reason John was written. John's gospel is different from the others in several ways. There's no genealogy of Jesus in the book of John. No manger scene. No boyhood. No baptism. No temptation. No mount of transfiguration. No Gethsemane. There are only a few special miracles chosen as signs in the book of John. They're the I Am's saying of Jesus. Luke was written to show that Jesus was the Son of Man. John was written to show Jesus is the Son of God. John only uses about 600 words in vocabulary. The word John uh, uses most in the book of John is Father. He uses the word Father 121 times. He uses the words my father 35 times. The word believe 99 times. The word world 79 times. Jew 71 times. The word know 61 times. Abide 41 times. Life 36 times. Light 23 times. The word love 57 times. And truth 66 times. Now, what all this means is John's gospel is put in simple words and form so anyone can understand clearly the gospel. John's gospel starts off with verse 1 through 5. Now, in the beginning was the Word. Here is the divine life in essence. John doesn't waste time in arguing with the Gnostics and heretics. You know, I've come to the place in my life I don't have time to argue with people about it. Amen? What I like to do is just declare it. If you want to believe it, you can believe it. But I just declare it, and I don't care a thing about getting in an argument with you and a fuss about it. That's the way John was. John simply states certain facts that he knows beyond all shadow of doubt to be true. And let them speculate but he knows. Amen? That's the reason I like the book of John so much. You read in the book of John things, and it's a no-so. And then some things John knows. For instance, John knew Jesus' deity. Verse 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. John knew Jesus' was and is God, he simply tells what he knows. Secondly, John knows Jesus is eternal God. Verse 1, Jesus not only was God, he is God. Jesus did not just uh, begin to be God at his birth on earth. Jesus has always been God from the beginning of all things. Jesus had no beginning. He is the I Am. And then thirdly, John knew Jesus as equally God, according to verse 1. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning God. Now, in the Hebrew, is a, the word is a plural word, meaning more than one. So if you take that now, in the beginning God, and you think about it, there's more than one God is talking about. All through the Old Testament, 
this plural word God is used. Meaning, the God of all creation is a God of three persons. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. John knew this without doubt. Then thirdly, John knew Jesus as essential God. And the Word was God in His nature and everything about Jesus. If you want to know God in His nature, all you have to do is look at Jesus. In His person, in His personality. I, I talk to people all the time. They say, what is God like? All you got to do is study the life of Jesus. And you know what God is like. In His attributes, in His character, Jesus is all that God is. Jesus exists in His own right, independent of all creation. Before everything was created, Jesus was. Now, if you go to John chapter 1 again, let's begin to read in verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness to the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh unto him into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came in his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now watch this. And beginning in verse 6 through 13, is Jesus, the divine light is evident. Now the wisdom and the light, verses 6 through 8. The messenger in verse 1, I mean verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now the message, the witness of the light of the world is John the Baptist. Now John is a messenger sent from God. John the Baptist was both a priest and a Nazarite. There are only three lifelong Nazarites mentioned in the Bible. Samuel, Samson, and John the Baptist. A Nazarite had to never touch a dead body and never touch the fruit of the vine. And he had to let his hair grow long. Telling the world, now this is what all that meant. Telling the world his appetite, his appearance were on the altar of the Lord. His all were on the altar. Everything that John was, he laid it on the altar for the Lord. Everything I desire, he said, I want it on the altar. A prophet represents God to man. A priest represents man to God. But John was a Nazarite priest. This means John professionally and personally consecrated himself to God. Now notice, John speaks of two things here, life and light. It has to do with a person's belief and behavior. Light has to do with knowing. You know what I like about the Word of God? You can't understand the Word of God unless the light of the Holy Spirit shines on the Word of God. And He explains it to you. So light has to do with knowing. Life has to do with showing. 
Now, sent from God means John the Baptist came straight from God to give light and life to a blind and dying world in sin that Jesus is the God. You wonder sometimes how in the world do people believe like they believe and do the things they do. The Bible says they're blinded. They can't see. And John says what opens a blind man's eyes, a worldly person's eyes, is the Word of God. And John comes along and he said, Jesus is that light. He's a, Jesus is God. Notice John's motive for coming. Verse 7. The same came for witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Now he came to be a witness of the light. John's method. He was to reflect that light to men. He was not that light. He was a reflection of that light. Did you know that, uh, like a preacher of myself as a pastor, I'm never supposed to bring attention to myself. You know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to bring people's attention to the Lord Jesus. Everything we do, everything we say, our, our message, everything about us is to do one thing. We're to reflect the Lord Jesus Christ in us. John was not Jesus. John was a witness of Jesus. Did you know there's some people, there's some men, and if you take your phone and uh, this thing, uh, what do you call that thing? I got, I got a phone anyhow. You turn up preachers preaching, and uh, they'll be on there. There's some of them guys on there claiming to be Jesus. And I got news for you. They're not Jesus. We're to point people to the light. We're not that light. Now, I want you to watch something else. The world and the light. Now, beginning in verse 9, down through verse 13, uh, notice verse 9. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh in the world. No one escapes one or another of the sources of light. God has made available. Every human being has some light. Somehow the uh, written light, God's Word. Others have the light of creation. You can't look at creation and not realize something bigger than us made it. And then you have the light of conscience. I thank God for my conscience. But the Bible says you can sear your conscience. Now, Romans 10, verse 13, uh, 17 speaks about the written Word. Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Romans 2, verse 11, for there is no respect to person with God. It's the same with every human being in all people are without excuse to know God through the Lord Jesus Christ because all people have had some kind of light shown unto them. And what no man can ever stand before God then and say, I did not know. Yes, you did know. You didn't want to know. In John 1 and verse 10, the Lord saw the light resisted by His own creatures. Then in verse 11, the Lord resisted by His own countrymen. Look at verse 10, first of all. He was in the light. Uh, he was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Now, He's not talking about this round thing that uh, we call a planet. He's talking about the people in the world. The world knew Him not. Then verse 11, He came in His own, and His own received Him not. Now, notice the next thing. The light received, verse 12 and 13. But as many received him, 
to them gave he power to become the Son of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. How do you receive the light? The light, Jesus, was not only revealed and resisted, but some, some received the light. Now verse 12, notice the word but in this verse. One man wrote, Oh, those revealing buts in the Bible. There are small hinges on which great truths and the, uh, destinies are survived. Now notice, then John describes God's plan of salvation to all men. In other words, what that man said about the word but in the Bible, when you come to the word but, it reveals great truths of God following. Now, then John describes God's plan of salvation to all men. Now here's the new birth. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the Son of God. Did you know there's there's people that really think that they have something to do with their salvation. But you watch this verse. But as many as received him, well, I received him. I had something to do with it. No, you didn't. Look at the last part of that verse. Uh, and he gave him power. The only way that I got saved is God gave me the power to receive him. And the only way you got saved is God gave you power to receive him. Amen? So we have nothing to do with our salvation. Notice again, uh, the three verbs believe, receive, and become. Salvation begins with believe on His name. Now why Jesus' name? Turn back with me to Matthew chapter 1 for just a minute. Matthew chapter 1 and look at verse 21. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. That's why you call on Jesus. He's the only one that can save you from your sins. Now, to believe on his name is to believe in what Jesus' name signifies. Somebody said, I believe in Jesus. Well, wait a minute. What do you believe about Jesus? What When you say you believe in Jesus, what do you mean? It is to believe that Jesus can save you from your sins and that supposes that you know you are a sinner. Both. It is not enough to believe Jesus is a Savior. You must believe Jesus is your Savior. Because the second verb, receive Him. You see, it works this way. You believe, you receive Him. That means you must receive Him. You must invite Him into your heart. Romans 10 and verse 9. Whosoever... To ask shall be saved. Now the next verb is become. Means God imparts new life in us. Now watch this please. But as many received him, verse 12, to them gave he power to become the son of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now verse 13, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. John describes the supernatural birth of the, Christ, of the Christ of God. Notice, not of blood. means the new birth is not of our parents. In. Somebody, I had a, a young lady tell me this one time. I never will forget it. I did my best to convince her she needs to be saved. 
She said, my parents were Christians. I went to church with my parents all of my life, and I believe I'm a, a Christian if my parents were a Christian. I said, I don't make you a Christian. I don't make you saved. And the, this verse proves that. Notice, not of blood. That means the new birth is not of our parents, then, nor the will of the flesh. That is, of, not of human desire. No amount of wishing can get you the new birth. You can sit around and wish you saved all the rest of your life. That won't get you saved. Notice again the third, nor are the will of man. No parent can make their child a child of God then. You know, I want all my family, in fact, I, I believe all of my family right now because I've sat down and talked with them. But I, I, I want so much for all my family to be saved and go to heaven with me. But no matter how much you want or will your parent, your children to be saved, they can't. That will not save them. They have to ask Christ to be their savior themselves. They have to accept Christ. Only God can give the new birth. If, and I appreciate my grandboys, big as they are. They call Papa up sometime. They got a problem in their life, and they come to me, and we sit down and talk about it, and we get the Bible, and I show them what God has to say. Now, I want to help them. But these things I can't help you with. Amen? I can't save your soul, and I can't give you guidance like God can. I can lead you to the one who can. And I thank God that they got enough uh, confidence in me to show them God said. Amen? Now, only God can give the new birth. Then John gives a divine love and experience. Verse 14 down through verse 18, Jesus' birth is an example of of the new birth. John 14 is incarnate. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Did you ever think about the birth of Jesus? God made Him. God made Him. Jesus is birth of the example of the new birth in the incarnation. Do you know the new birth means you're born again? You're changed. You don't make over, you don't make over the old person. God says you got to be born again. You got to be completely changed. You got a brand new life in Christ Jesus. That's the new birth in Christ Jesus. <coughs> John is a simple book, but it tells you so easy how you can know you can go to heaven. Amen. Glad you're here and glad the Bible's the Word of God. Let's pray, please. Heavenly Father, will you watch over our people? Thank God, Lord, the church still goes on. And people still calling and praying for one another, blessing one another. But the church, Lord, is so important. Thank you for those that's here tonight. Go with us and watch over us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.